Welcome to another edition of Canton Bound, the NFL half of our Campus to Canton podcast. As always, I'm Colin. And this is Austin. And uh, we've been uh, been getting a little bit more into betting lately. We were just talking about that a little bit here pre-show. Austin, uh, having a nice little day today? Having a nice two days in a row. You know, I'm thinking about quitting my day job, just, uh, just betting for a living, you know, just really living the life. Going to be one of those cappers? Yes, 100%. I won't stop until my, my units are like five grand a bet. So you've been... Uh... You've been getting into some NBA, some some NHL stuff there as well. I have. That's pretty much all I play now. Interesting. Interesting. You're gonna be starting a new podcast. Be getting a new co-host. I'm starting a new podcast, and it would definitely not be you as my co-host if I had to choose this all over again. So, uh, I I like to believe that that's just strictly because I don't really follow too closely in the NBA and the NHL, I and the that NBA I don't. That you, yeah. Yeah, and that I like wouldn't be very good as far as betting and stuff goes. But yeah, well, that's that's the reason why. That's the reason. Yes. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought. I appreciate that. Appreciate you not wanting to do a disservice to your future listeners there. But if anybody out there is into NBA and, and NHL betting, keep an eye out for Austin's new podcast coming here. What should I call it? Hmm, it's a good question. It's a good question. Is it going to be on Campus Canton's network or are you starting your own thing? Oh, I'm starting my own. Sorry, mm. I'm leaving you guys. No, no, dust. that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what it would be. Well, you think on that. Well, it's not my podcast, so you have to come up with it. I don't have to come up with it. I'll let you be the co-host. I'm not going to let him be the co-host. I don't want to be the co-host. <laughs> I already get you twice a week. That's enough. Yeah, you love it. Nah. Uh, three times a week forgot about tailgate oh yeah yeah that's true yeah yes but we will not be on the podcast three times a week next week uh i will be off next week austin will be finding a, a re- attempting to find a replacement for me i will be in the lovely city of miami for work mm, is that what the kids are calling it these days yes yes all work calling call the drug meal all work all work um, but before we get into the show here, we're, you know, today's show, we'll, we'll talk a little bit of news. Uh, we'll have a, a little mock draft for you at the end here. We'll be doing the, uh, 2022 rookies. So guys this year mixed with the 2023 class, kind of give our thoughts on both of those classes here. But before we get into that, we do have the Jersey giveaway, the autographed Jersey giveaway. There's still one left. And in my opinion, the best one left the Bijan robinson signed texas jersey uh, we are going to be giving that away this saturday november 12th on the better sports show in the morning 8 to 10 a.m uh, but you still have time you can still enter to win this uh, you there's three ways to enter first one review our show on apple podcasts or on spotify and send us a picture of the review to either to the uh, c2c twitter account or to the C, uh, campus to Canton at gmail.com. Send us a picture so that way we can match up the uh, review with a person and we know who to reach out to if you were to win. The second way, sign up on prize picks uh, with promo code C2C. You know, we we specialize in football here. You know, we, we've been doing pretty well on our, uh, on our player props on there, but, you know, Austin may have some NBA and some NHL content coming for you. Who knows? 
So we might even have some stuff for you in the off season, but sign up using promo code C2C deposit at least $20. You'll get a match from prize picks. You'll get $29.99 towards a membership, which will get you, you know, either a yearly walk on membership can get you an in season edge membership or $29.99 off of any of the other yearly memberships we have there. And it'll get you entered to win this Jersey. And the last way to win Call into the Campus to Canton show on Better Sports Network in the mornings. Uh, you'll have to download the Better Sports app. It's free to download. Uh, pull up the show, 8 to 10 a.m., and then just call in. You know, we'll be talking talking different games, some different betting lines, all sorts of different stuff on there. Call in, give us your thoughts, and that'll get you a third entry in here. Three ways to enter, three chances to win, giving it away this Saturday. You're not going to want to miss this one. But into some news here, a couple of quick hitters, um, Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro, both placed on IR. They will be out for a little bit of time here, at least the next four weeks. Uh, Kyler Murray tweaks his hamstring. He was limited in practice this week. This is going to be definitely be one you're going to want to keep an eye on uh, over the next two or so days. The other big news item you're going to want to keep an eye on here, Josh Allen not practicing again today with that UCL injury. Uh, definitely going to want to keep an eye on him, whether he's able to go or not. That, that's going to be a big deal. Um, yeah. Because that whole offense is Josh Allen. I know you put that as like just a quick bullet point on here, but like, I don't, I don't think that the bills are, it sounds stupid, like a drastically worse team without Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Like the receiving talent on that team. Isn't that good outside of Stefan Diggs? literally, Gabe like Davis whatever everyone thinks of you, whatever everyone thinks of Gabe Davis, like the whole argument that most of them make with Gabe Davis is that he's tied to Josh Allen who likes to throw it deep. Without that, I think Gabe Davis is basically worthless. And then, you know, they don't really have running backs like they the, the running game kind of runs through Josh Allen and his ability to threaten defenses like I it's a big deal. I I, uh, I have a lot of stuff on Diggs, so I'm watching this one very, very closely. I think Diggs will be OK without Allen, but I mean, he's been money this year i don't know that he would be that i think he'll you know wide receiver two-ish kind of guy without him unfortunately yeah i mean the case keenum there are definitely worse backups in the league that you can have for sure case keenum also has some rapport with uh digs from their time with the vikings so you know i think digs will be fine like you said but yeah the rest of the offense i definitely concerning there are not a lot of other fantasy websites that i consume the majority of their content just I like to consume everything that we do, which takes up mm-hmm. a good portion of my time. And then I just don't have time to, to kind of allocate elsewhere. But I do tend to plug into a lot of the establish the run stuff. I thought Adam Levitan was talking about it today. And he said that he's approaching it as if it's if it's a one to three week type injury. And he kind of gave some reasoning why I thought that was it was it was an interesting approach to it. And I think he summed it up very well as Adam Levitan and the guys at established the run tend to do. So I always highly recommend their podcast. I think they're very, very uh, informative and good and, and um, not a lot of fluff in them, which is nice. Unlike yeah. I've always show, which is like 85% fluff probably. I don't know. What roughly. You think? Yeah. yeah. Roughly. 85%. That might be conservative. But, yeah. 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 I've always been a big fan of um, the guys over there, Adam Levitan, Evan Silva before they came over there. Um, I was always following them when they were over at Roto world. Yeah. Good follows, good follows. Did you know how many people wrote for Roto World that are like, like the people that run the fantasy industry now were all at Roto World together? It's yeah, honestly crazy. It's crazy. 
Um, I, I, I saw a, a, a Twitter thread today that had a lot of those guys on it, and it was just bananas. Yeah. Yeah, they they really, really revolutionized the fantasy space over that Roto World. I remember when I was in college, I, I had Roto World bookmarked. I was on that website every day, reading all their articles, checking out all the news blurbs, looking up players, everything. Yeah, that was, that was always my go-to site. Yeah, good stuff. I was a big fan. Um, other news items here. Ezekiel Elliott was limited today with a knee injury. Mike McCarthy said this will truly be day-to-day. -day. We don't want to get into a spot where he was last year. Going to want to keep an eye on that one there. If he is not able to go, Tony Pollard presumably gets the bulk of the work there. Uh, Matthew Stafford did not practice again for the second day in a row. Uh, he is in the concussion protocol, so that is definitely a concern for this week as well. If he cannot go, it'll be John Wolford. Uh, if you, I imagine people have probably already been aware of that, but if he is available and you're in an absolute pinch, could do a worse start throw. Unless it's a two-quarterback league, aren't you just better off probably just starting a sixth receiver in that spot? Depends like, on how... Steep your receivers go. I have a 16 teamer where it's a super flex, and I uh, my second quarterbacks are like are, are Matt Ryan or yeah. Henneke. And I've just been starting Adam Thielen in that spot the past like two weeks and just like, yeah, fuck it. But I think that's a good call. If you if you can if you can throw Adam Thielen in your sixth flex, I mean that's pretty good. I mean, you know, but if you're looking at Nikhil Harry or you know. If you were looking at Nikhil Harry as the first guy off your bench, then you weren't competing this year anyway, and you should probably be not. That was just the first that, name that, that came not be the approach that you should be taking. That was just the first problem. name that came to the top of my head. Just right. tossing that out there. First name that came to my head. But anyway, last one. Ryan Tannehill practiced in full today. He's looking like he will be going this weekend after missing the last two. Um, two other little bit bigger news items here. Brandon Cooks is, quote, frustrated with being on a or on a rebuilding team, not being traded at the deadline. Um, I thought it was, I was looking back at it. It's pretty interesting here. The teams he's been on since he's been in the league, he's drafted in 2014. Uh, I was in New Orleans, 2014 to 2016, New England in 2017, the Rams in 2018 and 2019, and then Houston in 2020 to 2022. So he's been on four different teams in his career here in his seven to eight year career. All of them have been pretty good. Um, New Orleans, he was there. We're pretty good when he was there. New England, the Rams. This Houston team has not been very good when he's been there the entire time. So I understand why he's being frustrated here. At this point, where do we think he's going next? He seems like the kind of guy that would be a really good fit. Like I, don't, I forget what his contract situation is because I know he's the he's looking for a trade right now, which leads me to believe yes. that he has at least one year left on his contract. If I had to guess. So I think that rules out my favorite spot for him, which would actually be Cleveland. I think Cleveland would be a really good spot for him to go pair up with Deshaun. Cooper is kind of an underneath guy, and 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 uh, Donovan people like I think he would round out that trio really really well. And you got Njoku, you got the running backs. Like that's a fun offense. If I had to send him somewhere else, I mean Green Bay is such an obvious landing spot for any wide receiver now. But yeah. will they? do it you know i don't know how long um, will rogers be there yeah chicago i mean chicago needs receivers they just traded for claypool i think they would have been better off trading for cooks but yeah yeah um and I, you're I telling me know. a second round pick couldn't have gotten cooks 
Well, that's once then that they went and bought him, like then the market was set, kind of like with Christian Kirk this offseason. Yeah. Because um, that's, I guess, apparently what caused the Packers to not pay up for him is that they didn't want to spend a second round pick. And that's what Houston wanted, which is fair. I mean, yeah. If that's what the market is, yeah. So, um, I get it. I, yeah. So I, I, there's lots of different places he could go. Um, I, I, I don't know where he'll end up. I don't have any good guesses. You know? Honestly, you know where he would be really good? Because Baltimore loves these older receivers on the downswing of their careers. Not that he's old, but he's, you know, a seasoned vet at this point. He's like, what, 28, I think? He's got to be late 20s. Yeah. I mean, he's been around. He's been around a minute, but not, you know, he's not 35. No, he's not Deshaun Jackson, who they just brought on. (laughs) Who's already hurt. (laughs) Pulled his hammy a week. First week back. Shocker. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I do think that's a that's a good call. The Ravens' offense feels like a good fit there. They're looking for somebody to fill that Hollywood Brown role. I mean, Devin Duvernay has filled the target vacancy left by him, but he doesn't really fill that role. So they're looking for somebody to fill that role. Brandon Cooks could definitely do a lot worse there. Um, I think that's a good landing spot. I I think he would round out Atlanta's wide receiver room nicely. I think he would fit well with Pitts and London, but that's another rebuild situation. So I don't think he would go there. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Tough to say. I I, I don't know. I don't I don't have any real insight on that one, unfortunately. Sorry, Colin. No, you're good. What what about sending him to Miami? Just make the fastest wide receiver room even faster. (laughs) It's just the three of the same guys. That would be really, really fun. Um, That that would be really, really fun. But it seems like uh, maybe a poor allocation of resources at this this point. Yeah. Yeah. Man, what could Miami, what would we be saying about Miami if they still had their first round pick this year? They have that other one. Like if they had two right now, like, yeah. Because that's when you start talking like, you know, do you take a running back in the first round? It's kind of a luxury pick. Like take, yeah. put, like take, add Jameer Gibbs at the end of the first round into that, and yeah. you know, take a I don't know an offensive lineman early. Um, you know, yeah, that's a good point. So that'd be that'd be a fun and word and I don't even off. understand why they were trying to tamper with Brady. Like two is good. Two is younger. Like dude, they've been so wrong on that evaluation. Like I know we talk about landing spot mattering for a quarterback and teams absolutely ruining quarterbacks with stupid shit. But what does it say about Tua that they actively, the ownership of that, that team was actively trying to screw him over for multiple years. And he's turned out to be a pretty good NFL quarterback. Yeah. Kudos to him who I had as, I mean, if he, if he hadn't that hip injury, he would have been, I think a significantly better prospect than Burrow. Yeah. That, Mm. that hip injury brought that, that close to 50 50 and you had to lean burrow but right um like yeah he's showing it now so yeah yeah injury aside he was my qb1 in that class but like you said with the injury you, you couldn't really you yeah, couldn't I, put ha- him. I had to bump him below burrow it just yeah. made no sense to keep him keep him keep him above burrow with the hip but yeah, yeah right and then herbert in that class too yeah. very good very good class now didn't you hear herbert's a bum now <laughs> why wow, he's playing with that as two top wide receivers i've just seen stupid stupid takes on him the past few days but that's uh that's social media for you yep yep look out for those thanks, blue check elon. marks now yeah thanks elon look out for those blue check marks like uh sports fanatic mb that's one of the biggest troll accounts out there right i now. love that you just hop into a random thread that he's talking to somebody else and just drop a bomb on him 
Like, I, I, was, I was like, were they having a conversation before this? No, you call, no. he just hopped into the thread. You're like, this is, I'm not putting up with this shit. I'll pay nine dollars to get rid of it. And I was like, geez, man, like, well, no, so he said, other places to make that joke. <laughs> that somebody quote tweeted a tweet or whatever, and they said, oh, like capital H or capital O, capital H, exclamation point, exclamation point, like something, whatever it was, was surprising. And then I thought he it was OH. I oh, I, no, that person's not a, that person wasn't a uh, Ohio State fan. They were a Texas fan. I took that to mean they were surprised and Bruning just came in and with the IO at the end. Wow, and then whatever. that was when I, that was when I dropped whatever. that bomb. But yeah, anyway. Anyway, moving on. Uh, last little discussion item. Uh, Jeff Saturday, former Colts center uh, and former high school football coach for one year and now TV personality, uh, has been named the interim head coach for Indy. What do we make of this decision? Uh, I don't know. And I'm not going to hit the talking points that have been circulating this week about, you know, there were more qualified people for the job and, you know, blah, blah, blah. I think the truth of the matter is as much as we want to clown on um, uh, Ursay that he has done an excellent job in the past 25 to 30 years in his ownership of that team of identifying the times when he should just tank and he does it very swiftly very well and they rebound very quickly and so i if you want to call jeff saturday the tank commander i mean the either it works out great they suck they get like bryce young or something or it works out like he does really well you know maybe they don't have a great record but now you've got a head coach of the future like i actually don't know that there's you know ignoring all these other things on the periphery of of this that this was necessarily a a bad strategic decision from him as dumb as he sounded at sitting up at that press conference. That's a really interesting take. I have not heard that, that you think he's, you kind of think he's like trying to prep for tanking. It's a very easy way to do it. Yeah. I mean, if, if they don't have anybody on staff now that they think is like a legitimate option for the long-term job there, then yeah, go with Mr. Outside higher. Interesting. Interesting. No, I just meant like the, the tanking angle there. Like, because it kind of makes sense. They don't have a quarterback. They need one. Like I, I would assume they want to be done with that entire staff. So if you promote one of them and they do well, then all of a sudden you're not done with that entire staff. Like There's some downsides to promoting from within once you fire the head coach if you think that everything there sucks. Because we'll see what they do with the GM and stuff. They might fire him too. Um, and then maybe you, know, maybe you want to hire a new GM and hire a new coach with them. Like that kind of nailing them both at once as opposed to staggering some of these things i think gives you some better options hmm. you know what that's not the worst take i've ever heard thank you you're welcome everyone i was i was prepared to sit here and rip this higher and you know what maybe it's not as bad as what i thought it was going to be oh he knows football it's not like they hired me like yeah, <laughs> it's a franchise legend. I mean, it's a Hall of Fame guy or whatever. I saw. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Uh... Why not Peyton Manning? Why not get him? Something tells me that Peyton uh, is not giving <laughs> up whatever lucrative things he's got going on right now to go sit on the sideline and babysit a bunch of b holes for nine weeks. Um, <laughs> I could be wrong, but that's the uh, the read I have on that situation. 
Yeah, you probably went into the interview with him and Eli, a la Step Brothers, interviewing for jobs together, <laughs> and told them they were a package deal. That, that was the end of that. That needs to be a skit. That needs to Send be a him, skit. Put them both on call up Omaha, Paul, call up Omaha Productions. There's their next one. They're interviewing with Ursay, a la Step Brothers style. That's a good one. I like it. I think I can weigh in on the whole pan pan debate. If Eli just pops out. Which one of them, which one of them's the one that rips the really long fart? <laughs> it's gotta be Eli, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, now the tuxedo is right. kinda of effed up. <laughs> All right, okay. Moving on. We are very far off the rails here on this one. Um, we're gonna do a combined 2022-2023 class rookie mock here, two rounds. But before we get into that, this podcast is part of the Fantasy Points Media Group. Along with a ton of other great pods, you can follow all of them on Twitter at Fantasy Points Live or check out the Friday Drops that recap the week in the Fantasy Points Media Group. And if you're looking for additional NFL or CFF content besides what you can get over at the great site of CampusToCanton.com, Fantasy Points is a great resource for that. You can use promo code CAMPUS22 when you sign up for 10% off of a membership over there. All right, let's get into this. So two rounds. It's just the 2022 rookies, so this year's class, and the 2023 rookies. Now, obviously, we don't know exactly who's going to declare. So we'll say, for the sake of this, anybody who is 2023 eligible is going to declare, and they're eligible for this draft. Sweet. Sound, Digging deep. Sound good? I'm eligible. I'm taking myself 101. Um, I don't think you are eligible. Am you, I not? Uh, you ran out of collegiate eligibility in was that 2014 oh i ran out of collegiate eligibility but i can get drafted in the nfl don't you have like so far of a window to to declare i don't think so hmm. i don't know you had a covid year too you gotta add that have add you that never seen in. invincible he you tried to tell me that guy was, it wasn't a draft it wasn't a draft have you seen invincible he, he was in the practice yeah, he got a so, job. I mean, the, you can, anybody can go to the NFL. That's actually a good question. I don't know. Somebody look that up. Producer, we don't have a producer. My cat, Misty, <laughs> look that up. You got got a, got the producer in your ear over there. Yeah. Um, all right. So she this mock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're having fun tonight. Uh, this mock, uh, I will let you go first here. So you have your choice out of anybody in the pool. Who are you going with 1-1? One, 1-0-1, one? One, oh, one, man. This is always so fun without seeing landing spot and stuff. I think, um, <laughs> um, yeah, I'll go Bijan. Uh, Colin filled it in for me before I said yeah, it. And I, I think it's actually reasonably close in terms of rookie drafts. Like I, the, 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 the zero QB strategy that i do a lot in college i like because i think a lot of the times like two or three years out you don't know if these guys are going to get that draft capital but i think by now we probably know that bryce young and cj stroud are probably going to get that level of draft capital so at this point some of the risk or a lot of the risk is is gone so i am tempted to take bryce young here but i'll stick with Bijan, who i think is the best player in the class he's just been crushing week in week out in college like we all know about Bijan Robinson. I'll be interested to see what team takes him. And like, I, I think he should be a first round pick. 
and we see, you know, a running back or two kind of go there, you know, every couple of years. So I think, I think he'll go there. Um, and, uh, he can catch passes. He can, he'll be one of the best runners in the NFL the day he joins. I, I have no doubts about him uh, translating whatsoever. Yeah. I think that's the, the slam dunk pick there at the one Oh one. He's high, a great combination of high ceiling and high floor. Yes. He's not the quarterback position. And for this, you know, we can assume super flex and tight end premium here. So, you know, I understand the argument for a quarterback over him, but I don't feel like Bryce Young and CJ Stroud are slam dunk QB ones for fantasy for the next 10 to 15 years. I like both of them. I think they're both good prospects, but you know, they all, they also have some warts as well that could hold them back a little bit in a fantasy perspective. I mean, the caveat to that though, is that if either one of them either ends up with like Detroit or even Oakland's a really good situation, like Oakland's offensive line is not Las Vegas. Great. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> um, no, I just refused to call it. Yes. It was um, wrong. On my part. Um, the Raiders, like I, their offensive line isn't great, but like they have weapons there. And like they're all pretty locked up. Like Renfro's signed. They have Waller. They have Devonte Adams. I don't know what they'll do with the running back position, but this is a really deep running back class. So I think they'll have somebody competent there, regardless. Like the even Matt Collins has been okay for them this year. Like that's a pretty solid weapons team, as is Detroit. So if either of them land in either of those places, like I could see fairly immediate production from either of them. I'm not gonna say they're like gonna be like QB three as rookies or something, but like. It wouldn't shock me if the person that ends up in Detroit is a QB one, like a very, very back end QB one as a rookie. That would not shock me at all. Interesting. I think the more interesting thing there is, are you predicting that Vegas moves on from Carr? If you if you finish with the, the first or second draft pick, you have to be moving away from Carr. It's impossible to end up with a top three pick if you actually have a franchise quarterback. It's impossible. Unless the rest of your team is so bad. And at that point, like I just you you really, really messed up somewhere along the line. Like how many teams have finished top top pick or two over the past couple of years with like a true franchise guy? Um, none that I can think of. The, the Jags did it this year, Trevor, but that team yeah. was so bad, and that was Trevor's yeah. rookie year. Like if it was yeah. Lawrence's fifth year and he's what I was say, that was the only be, thing then I could, like that would be concerning. Yeah. That was the only team that I could think of, but interesting. The, was there a Deshaun Watson Texans team to finish really poorly? I don't even think one of them finished that badly. Yeah. So. Um, all right. Well, the 102 here, uh, I I will take Bryce Young. Um, I think Bry- I have Bryce Young as a better quarterback than C.J. Stroud. Uh, I think that he just really, really understands the game. A very, very smart player. The size is a little bit of a concern, and you, you kind of saw that a little bit against LSU this past weekend where they were kind of getting interior pressure in his face, getting hands up. And that was causing a little bit of issues. But I I think that, you know, wherever I'm hoping that wherever he ends up in the NFL is smart enough to know that how to uh, help him avoid that. You know, we haven't seen Kyler Murray have necessarily have those issues. We haven't seen some other smaller quarterbacks um, that have been on his level have some issues like that. So I, I think he'll be able to overcome those. Um, and I, I think he's just a little bit better than CJ Stroud. So I'm going to take Bryce Young. Um, not uh, Fair enough. Um, this is a very difficult one for me. 
Um, cause I think there's an argument to be made for Stroud and I think there's an argument to be made for Gibbs. I know on Debbie debate a couple weeks ago, I actually told Zach Evans ahead of Jameer Gibbs. Just, and because I just, I, I said, you know, at this point without knowing landing spot, you have to assume that Zach Evans is probably more landing spot agnostic, but yeah. I'm gonna get a little crazy here and I'm going to say Jameer Gibbs. Ooh. I'll pick Jameer Gibbs at the 103. Like, I just really think like his floor is Aaron Jones. Like he is a Kamara type player. Like even if he's not an uh, you know a top five running back in the NFL, I think for fantasy, which is what we care about, he's going to be freaking great. Yeah, I think Aaron Jones type floor. I think Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey type ceiling there. Yeah, um, I like that pick. I don't hate it. Um, so I am debating here between Stroud and a different player. I don't know if I want to necessarily say it because I, I don't know if you'll take him. I'm going to take him, whoever you say, even if I don't want them. I know you will. So just be aware. I know you will. You're very petty. Um, I will take CJ Stroud here. You know what? This is, this is super flex. This is a super flex. And I do believe in CJ Stroud. He has some warts. He's got some things he'll need to clean up a little bit. Um, but I think he can have nice long-term success as a, as a fantasy player and he can operate, especially if he goes to a place like Detroit, I could think that'd be fantastic for him. Place with So uh, here and being also another quarter work we're going to take in the first round and maybe one we'll take in the second. Um, so, hmm. So very, you've left me with a, a conundrum here, Colin. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to take Zach Evans. Ooh, okay. Who I think is a really good player who has been pretty damn efficient throughout his college career, who has a three down skill set, who has NFL size. Um, I just think like he, he is suffering from being in a, like the evaluation of him, I think is suffering because he's in a class with B. John and Jameer Gibbs. Like yeah. realistically, I think if he didn't have those two Titans of, you know, prospects alongside him, we think of him a lot differently. Um, so I'm going to, I'll take uh, Zach Evans here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think he's the Joe Mixon of this class. Yeah. I was going to say that, but I actually yeah. think there's another player, um, that comps a little more favorably to Joe Mixon, but yeah, I mean, I hundred percent agree. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I, I didn't necessarily mean, oh, okay. You, you throw Dalvin cook in there, maybe that one, but like, I was just meant in mm. the class, you have the Leonard Fournette ish although i think Bijan is honestly probably a better prospect than fournette's better receiver yeah i think he's a better prospect as much as like i mean i can remember when he was a rookie i remember everybody really liking leonard fournette yeah um, but i yeah. actually took I, him 101 in a league his rookie year yeah um, and then it's my uh, better judgment um gibbs being you know the cmc back of that class that's kind of where i was going with mixing because yep. mixing was my rb3 in that class so yeah but he, he could have been a very he could have been an RB1 in, in any number of other classes. I love him go, a lot. I have to go back and find my rankings for that class as well. I'm pretty sure I was Fournette, Cook, CMC. Oh, okay. Mix. I, I'm pretty sure it was my. I had Cook at four. If I remember correctly. So I love like Cook a lot. I loved Cook, and then he ran so poorly at the combine. Yep. And I flip flopped him and Fournette. 
um, which I don't Fournette won me a championship that year. And then I flipped him for Le'Veon Bell. So I did fine. And, and then I won another championship the year after that. Um, so nobody wants to hear about that. Nobody cares. <laughs> Sorry that I kicked your butt in the home league. Colin. Um, my next pick here, uh, I'm going to take Brees Hall and, and uh, injury worries me a little bit here. Brees Hall is actually the guy I was considering at the same spot as CJ Stroud. Um, I, I'm slightly worried about that injury and when he'll be back onto the field, you know, especially because we're seeing JK Dobbins not come back quite as quickly as we thought. Uh, he would, you know, he still has some lingering issues here. So that's always, you know, in the back of your mind because it's immediate. But ACL injuries are, you know, you can come back from those fairly quickly. So I'm not overly worried about it. And he was starting to look really good there right before he went down. Um, you know, he had like yeah, a really nice two-game stretch. So I'm not overly worried about him long-term. So I will take Brees Hall here. Brees Hall? This is a rookie mock. 2022. Oh, shit. <laughs> I can't read. Wow. Is it, are you always the one giving me crap for, for not understanding the assignment well, or not reading it? Almost well? Say, well, you know, if you sent me the show sheet more than 10 minutes before we kicked off here this evening, Colin, maybe I would have understood the assignment a little bit better. So. It says 2022 right plus 2023 rookie mock draft round two or yeah, two rounds. You did say that, huh? Mm -hmm. huh. Says it on the sheet. Said it twice during the show. Huh. Well, then the next pick I think has to be Kenneth Walker. Outperformed what I thought he would do this year. He's a running back. I don't think they're going to draft over him at this point. Um, he's looked good. Um not much else to say i think you know at this point i, I probably would have even i probably would have taken him over evans too and like i probably would bump evans below hall and, and walker okay um okay is that the cool. only pick you would have changed yeah i think so okay i don't okay. know i don't know eh, fuck it whatever <laughs> uh with kenneth walker pick i i don't think the process was bad um on having it not quite having him all that high but you know, him getting in the right system, like pre-draft, but him getting in that Seattle system. Uh, and, you know, obviously Rashad, Rashad Penny started ahead of him, but he's injured all the time. If so. Penny didn't get hurt, I mean, I think it's fair to assume that he would have gotten hurt. But I don't even, like, I if, if Penny doesn't get hurt, like, I we, we don't see it and see the field at all this year, or, you know, yeah. as much this year. Like, it's not like he's going to usurp him if they're both healthy. healthy. Yeah. I don't think that was ever going to happen. No, but it was the system, and it was the depth chart ahead of him, so... Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and you know, when's the last time we saw a Seattle run a, a Seattle starting running back not produce well? It's a good question. I, it's, it's been years. Uh, even going back to like Christine Michael, like he he had some really nice years there. So, yeah, he um, did. Wait, Christine Michael? He didn't have nice years there in Seattle. He was yeah, he always did. the guy that we were like, this year is Christy Didn't Michael's have... year. And then no, no, not the end. first time he was there. The, when he came back, because he came back then at one point. I'm going to look it up while we're talking here. I don't think he ever had a quote-unquote nice year there, Colin. Well, you look it up, you let me know. Um, where are we at? We're at the 108 here. At the 108, 
man, this is a tough one here because all of the wide receivers are available. All of them. All of them. Get JSN. Okay, we got all the guys from this year. Uh, we got Alave. We got Burks. Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett is is also available. Um, Pickens, Pickett, you know. Yeah, man. This is really tough here. I, I, I did not want to have to make the decision on the wide receivers because these guys are all clustered really close for me. I had Burks the highest pre-draft. Um, and I think he's still, as a player, offers the highest ceiling. But I am kind of worried about that Titans offense utilizing him effectively. So I'm not going to go with Burks here. Um, and I will take. Man, I'll take Long JSN. Here. Good radio. Thanks. I'll take JSN here. I think as a prospect, I like him better than Alave, than Drake London, Garrett Wilson. Um, he may he he's having a down year this year due to injury, but man, he was so dominant last year. Um, I, I still like JSN a lot. I will take London here. Um. I think Atlanta is in a prime position to get a real quarterback this offseason. And Ooh. I think you'll see a – is that offensive? I'm watching the game right now. This No, 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 no. But, I mean, like, I don't know if they're going to be in a position to get a prime quarterback this year. Well, they're losing. They're, they're, leading, mean, the NFC, they're leading the NFC South right now. At what? Four and five? Yeah, but that division is in a like, mess. If they lose tonight, are they still in first? Like, um, I'm not sure. We're not going to sit here and think on... about this. I don't care. No. I'm taking Drake London next. Okay. 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 Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I'll take Chris Olave here at this spot. Uh, he is uh, he's having a really nice year there in New Orleans, and I think we, he was just a case where we got some prospect fatigue. Honestly, you know, we liked him a lot coming out then there were some new shiny objects we moved him down our board and maybe we shouldn't have and the landing spot's nice well for me i'm going to go give me garrett wilson good chemistry with other wilson the Wilson um, connection, the Wilson yes. sisters. Yep. <laughs> Garrett Wilson. <laughs> um, yeah, this one, this one's really tough for me here. Uh, again, just this cluster of wide receivers, all, all ranked very closely. I'm going to take Traylon Burks at this point. I still believe in his talent. I still think he has a very high ceiling, probably the highest ceiling out of all these wide receivers that have been taken so far. Worried a little bit about the Titans offense, but uh, I think that they're going to get that righted. Um, they can't ride Derrick Henry for forever. They are going to need a new face of that offense, and I think that can be Burks. Fair enough. 201. First round was B. John Robinson, Bryce Young, oh, you want me Gibbs. To CJ Stroud, 104, <laughs> Zach Evans, Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker, JSN, Drake London, Chris Olave, 
Garrett Wilson and Traylon Burks. Those were our I was going to wrap it up at the end, but thank you. Uh, should always do it in between <laughs> rounds, Colin. Come on now. Um, by the way, I found Christine Michael's best season with Seattle. Uh, 100, or, 117 carries for 469 yards and six touchdowns. Oof. He had a good year Big somewhere, year. didn't he? His best year, he ran for 583 yards between two teams in 15 games. Mm. I don't know who I was thinking he of. He was man. literally like all potential every year. That was why he became such a meme. Um, Fair enough. He was like a crazy athlete that couldn't really Fair play enough. football too well. Um, this is a tough one for me. I'm going to take George Pickens. Um, That's a nice pick. I like George Pickens. I think he's really good. Probably even could have gone earlier, but uh, I like him. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, this this wide receiver cluster here is like really Cash interesting. Money, really, oh, interesting. really interesting. Yeah, that. Too. Yeah. I mean, yes. Also, cash money. I like all of these guys, but <laughs> very interesting. I, you know, they, they offer a lot of different skill sets and a lot of different paths to wide receiver one output. They can also be just steady wide receiver twos. You know, it's uh, it's it's uh, it'll be an interesting group to monitor over the next couple of years here. For sure. Um, the next guy I'm going to take here. I'm between two, but I'm going to do it, and I'm going to do it just because I don't want you to take him because I want to talk about him for a minute, and that's Keishon Boutte. Oh man, here we go. I'm going to take Keishon Boutte right here. And I think the hate on Boutte has gone too far. Mm-hmm. I've seen people out there on Twitter now who have him as like their wide receiver five in this class. Like, what are we doing? I like, know what you're talking about. It, was, it wasn't that long. And I don't mean that as a, as a shot at anybody in particular. I honestly do not remember the person's name. I just saw it in a list um, where he was wide receiver five. And I was like, man, he has fallen way too far. Um, it was not that long ago that we were talking about him as, is he a better prospect than Jamar chase? You know, this is a do it all wide receiver who can win in a variety of different ways and has done it in college from a very early, uh, you know, from early on in his freshman season, he was on pace for a phenomenal sophomore year before he got hurt, got hurt. He missed this, you know, a lot of this off season, the whole coaching staff change, a quarterback change, a lot of stuff going on there this year. He started to pick it back up here more recently, but it's still not like a very pass heavy offense. Jaden Daniels is not a great passer, never really has been. So yeah, his numbers don't look that great, but I still think Keishon Boutte is an extremely talented wide receiver. I still think this is the type of guy who can be a wide receiver one for fantasy. Uh, the hate on him has gone too far. He's actually quietly been pretty damn good uh, over the past couple games too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, for me next, this is tough because I feel like um, the nerds will tell me I should take quarterback, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to shut take up nerds. Jamison Williams, put him on the board. Nice. Still nice. think Jamison can be a pretty good NFL player. I think it would be awesome if they reunite him with Bryce Young. Like I think that I, as soon as that happens, his stock goes through the roof. Oh yeah. Um, I just bought him in a league at the deadline. I was pretty happy with the deal I made. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think there's a lot of potential for him. He still offers something that nobody else on Detroit really 
offers. Like Amon Ra is kind of the short intermediate guy. Like he can threaten all three levels. I think he can he can really have a Jalen Waddle esque type of impact on an offense. I don't think he's that that level of prospect, and I don't think he's quite that level of player. But I think that's kind of the type of impact that he could have on an offense. Like he's just um, what's called in basketball where um, like the gravity, like a player's gravity is what they call it. Like in terms of like how many defenders have to be hanging out around him. Like Steph oh, Curry's okay. gravity is like ridiculous because like yeah. when he's on the three point line, like it invites a lot of uh, defenders over. It's it's kind of similar with these fast guys. Like you you have to really be accounting for them with two people. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think he is absolutely a guy that you need to account for for two people. I think he fits really well in that offense. And He's going to be pretty clearly the wide receiver two of that offense when he comes back. Um, because you know, Hawkinson's gone now, so I, I think that that's uh, I think that's a really nice pick. I think he's kind of still going under the radar a little bit. Um, hmm. this is an interesting spot here. Because this, I think there's like a nice tier break here. Um, I know you said the nerds would say to go quarterback. There's, we've said it multiple times. There's no 2023 quarterback. Uh, there's no third 2023 quarterbacks. There's nobody you should take here. Can he pick it? Um, yeah, I mean, I think he could, he's a, a viable option at this spot, but I don't know. I don't know what his fantasy ceiling is going to be. I was going to say, what what is what are you hoping to achieve by drafting Kenny Pickett besides having yeah. a quarterback on your team? Like, right? Yeah, nothing. yeah. Um, so I'm going to take Quentin Johnston here. Um, he's he's my wide receiver three in the class. Here went through a little little rough patch throughout the year, but uh, you know he's straightened it out lately. You know he banged up last week, but once he's decided to focus on him and and really let him, you know, be himself. Uh, he's he's had a really nice year here at TCU. So I'm hoping that somebody in the NFL can follow that similar blueprint wherever he ends up. Uh, I think he's uh, he he has a wide receiver one in his range of outcomes, in a reasonable range of outcomes. Um, then I will take – I'm trying to think of guys that were in last year's class too. That's been my uh, struggle here at this point. I'm going to take Jordan Addison here. I don't know where he'll land up, but I think he's just so versatile that he can be a really good uh, player for a team. Um, so, uh, yeah, yeah, and he's in my tier one of wide receivers too. So, And I think yeah. he's the last guy in that class that would hit that. I think he's my last like tier one guy in any class left. So uh, easy choice there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, I, I, you know, still some lingering questions about, uh, uh, Addison and Johnston and, you know, how high their ceilings can be. But I, I think they're tier one guys. So yeah. I think they belong in this range of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten receivers in a row. Ten receivers in a row. JSN, Drake London, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, Traylon Burks, George Pickens, Kayshawn Boutte, Jameson Williams, Quentin Johnston, Jordan Addison. All, all of those guys... You know, you, I have no idea which one of those is going to end up being the best out mm -hmm. of that group. I think they're all very, very similar. Um, so I think there's also a tear break here. Um, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. 
You have three seconds. Three, two, one. Three, that's, two, one. That's a little excessive. Do it. Do it. It's a little Office excessive. Reference. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do it. Man, Dude, this come is on. A, this is a really tough spot here. I like so many of these running backs in this 2023 class too, but I don't know where. I think their landing spot is going to be important, and their draft capital is going to be important. Um, Sean Tucker is a guy that I think is is talented, but I don't know if he's going to go day two, and I think that matters. Quit stalling. Um, <laughs> you can call me out on that. <laughs> um, all right, I'll I'll just do it here. I'm going to take Kenny Pickett here at this spot. Um, Hot dog. Thanks. You talked me into it. Mind games here. Um, yeah, I'm going to take Kenny Pickett at this spot. You take the wrap up the last quarterback, Damian Pierce. Whew, had that's a good one for that one. That's a good one. I, yeah, that's a good call. I don't know if he'll be replaced or not, but I'll take a gamble at this point that he doesn't. So, yeah, yeah, that's a nice pick. Um, and that's a nice pick there. Oh man, but back to me here. Um, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna. Do I want to take Tank Bigsby? Yeah, I'm gonna take Tank Bigsby here. No, I, still like I Tank, wanted some tanky panky. Still like Tank Bigsby. He's started to pick it up here a little bit more, um, but that Auburn team is just a, a mess. He's gonna be a better pro than he was a college player. Well, that leaves my next player, and I'm just double-checking to make sure to confirm that this is correct. Yeah, so I'm going to take Josh Downs here. Um, I think he goes first round. I don't even care if he's restricted to the slot. Like, I don't know that that... Like, people have been denigrating Elijah Moore all week. Like, oh, I always said he was a slot guy. Like, that's just a role in the NFL. Like... Okay, not everyone can be the 6'3-210 athletic alpha. Like, there's still plenty of useful like Coop, where where do they think Cooper Cup plays? Yeah. Like these dumb people that say, like, oh, he's just a slot guy. Like, there's nothing wrong with being a slot guy. Like, you can actually draw a ton of targets in that situation. It's a little more offensive depend dependent. Like, so what? Like receiver plays mm -hmm. kind of offense dependent. Um, so I, I don't even care if he's in the slot. He's He's dynamic. He's a he's a threat at all three levels of the field. He's a better contested catch guy than you would think from a small player. Um, and I, th I think he goes round one. I really do. Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't know if he will just because of his size, but he is very, very clearly like the fourth wide receiver in this class. Um, fifth. Fifth wide receiver in this class. Good call. Um, yeah, he's very clearly the fifth, fifth wide receiver in this class. So... Maybe he does go round one. Um, I think it's on the fringe there. But I did a uh, a mock draft with just the – it was a startup draft, and there are 2023 players included. And I was able to get Keyshawn Boutte and Josh Downs like way late, like way too late. Um, and I think size might have had something to do with Downs. So, But I like to play. Back to me. Uh, man. I'm gonna do it here. I'm gonna I'm gonna hedge, and I know I've been a, a, kind of a hater, um, but I, I do. I, I've never doubted Sean Tucker's talent. I just I don't know where he gets drafted here this year, and I, I don't think this season has done him any favors uh, as far as him getting day two draft capital. 
but uh, I, I think he's I think he's a good player. So he could even be a Damian Pierce type of a guy, a Ramondre Stevenson type of a guy where they go on in the early fourth round and it's not necessarily a death knell. So I'll take Sean Tucker. Then I am glad you left the last guy for me that I wanted. I'm going to take Kendry Miller here. Oh, yeah. Um, he's jumped. He is my RB five in the class. I believe I have him above Tucker. I have him above Corum. I have him above Achain. I have, um, uh, I think that's all the relevant guys. Yeah. I have him, Ouch. uh, have him above all those guys above Charbonnet above. Yeah. That's pretty much the relevant guys. Um, just hyper efficient. Like, yeah, he hasn't caught a ton of passes, but I think he can whenever they've asked him to, he's looked very comfortable doing it. And he has NFL size. I really like how he like moves as a runner. I think he's got all of the peripheral type things that you like, and he'll test. I think he'll test pretty well. Like he's not going to test as a 99th percentile athlete, but he'll test fine. So I'm going to take Kendrick Miller. Really glad you left. Um, this last Arbsy. pick here for me, it's uh, thank you for spoiling the show sheet. I was going to do a bit. I was going to do your a bit. bit. I was like, uh, I have so many options here. I could take Will Levis. I could take Bo Nix. If DJU comes out, I can take him. Uh, Hendon Hooker's still available. I just none of those guys. Yourself on that. None bit. of You're those welcome. guys. None of those guys. I'm going to take Zach Charbonnet here. Uh, I've always I've been a pretty big fan of Zach Charbonnet for a while here. I've been, I was between him and Tank and Tucker. I think all three of those guys are really close for me. Kendry Miller is interesting there um, in that group. I have him a little bit below that, but I don't hate it. But uh, it's, the guy, guys that big and that fast, Zach Charbonnet, uh, don't come around all that often. And he also catches passes pretty well, too. So, you know. Doesn't have the best lateral agility, but I like a lot of Zach Charbonnet's game, and I think the NFL will too. I think he's going to get a nice shot at the NFL. So, well then, that'll do it. Uh, all right, we will recap. I'll recap the second round here, and then I'll do the whole thing. Is, is that okay with you? Are you all right with that? Recap the whole thing. Wow. Okay. Second round, round two, uh, the two hundred one George Pickens, two hundred two Kayshawn Boutte, wide receiver LSU. Uh, 203, Jamison Williams, 204, Quentin Johnson, wide receiver TCU, 205, Jordan Addison, wide receiver USC, 206, Kenny Pickett, 207, Damian Pierce, 208, uh, Tank Bigsby, running back Auburn, 209, Josh Downs, wide receiver UNC, 210, Sean Tucker, running back Syracuse, 211, Kendry Miller, running back TCU, and 212, uh, Zach Charbonnet, running back UCLA quick rundown for the whole thing. Bijan Robinson, Bryce Young, Jameer Gibbs, CJ Stroud, Zach Evans, Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker, the third JSN, Jackson Smith and Jigba, um, Drake London, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, Traylon Burks, George Pickens, Kayshawn Boutte, Jameson Williams, Quentin Johnston, Jordan Addison, Kenny Pickett, Damian Pierce, Tank Bigsby, Josh Downs, Sean Tucker, Kendry Miller, and Zach Charbonnet. I cannot believe you just read the whole second round again. This is the most amateur hour thing you've ever done. You've done a you, lot of you tell me that you show. tell me that on a daily basis. You, you keep told me setting the today, bar higher and higher. You told me I, earlier I today that 
something I said. <laughs> you were in a room with interns all day, and something I said was the dumbest thing you had heard all day. So this I is, wasn't this, lying. Is par, this is par for the course. This is par for the course. Yeah, just you're you're always telling me that it, I something I am done or said is that the, that was uh, my second favorite interaction we had today. My favorite. Mm. Oh was you and you and Chris K uh, debating who could type faster, and then I just swung into that chat and just kicked both of your butt. We all know that was your secretary that took that test. You don't uh-huh, type. Uh-huh. Sorry that I can type ninety-seven words per minute. I also never claim to be able to type fast. I cannot type fast, for the record. Oh well, yeah, pointer fingers, you know. Just deep, 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 deep. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Hunt and peck. Um, All right, that's going to do it for us here in this one. Getting it out in just under an hour. You're welcome, Austin. Uh, Yeah, that's going to do it for us here on this one. Be sure to tune in on Better Sports this Saturday for the chance to win that jersey. Uh, They will be giving that away live. Also, just a great show to tune into. You should be tuning into that every week. We'll also be bringing you the tailgate starting at 1030, uh, right up until kickoff, right up until noon. Um, the, uh, the, the picks, the game pickums in that one's getting pretty interesting. Uh, are you worried? Saw you game theory in it a little bit last week. No, I picked mine first. <laughs> I think Did my you? picks were, yeah. When I uploaded the thing, mm. I think I already had mine in there. Um, just uh, didn't okay. work out my way. A lot of very okay. close games. It did not work out in my favor. So, okay. Yeah. Interesting. No, there was, there was no game theory involved. Sadly. Ah. Um, I just sucked that much. Gotcha. All right. Well, anyway, that's going to do it. Tune into the shows on Saturday. Until then, I'm Colin. And this is Austin.